0: There, you're listening to the Park Crush podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. How's how's lockdown life treating you? Uh, not too bad. I'm uh, I'm enjoying
1: myself. Um, got a couple of games finished. Got Wolfenstein Two finished. Call of Duty finished.
0: Uh, we've we've got a lot of Division Two played. It's true. The Division 2 isn't quite the uh, escapist fantasy that it may well have seemed like a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's now like a grim vision of a very plausible future. But, yeah, I, I've been doing all right as well. Like you, I've got plenty of games played. I'm very grateful for the new Animal Crossing game. I feel like that's arrived at kind of the perfect time. Makes you wonder if Nintendo was in on the virus. <laughs> I reckon so. <laughs> because um, the idea of a tropical island getaway when everybody's locked indoors is kind of appealing right now.
1: Yes, too perfect.
0: Yeah, Uh, We weren't actually technically under lockdown when last week's episode came out. We did record remotely last week, but that was just because we were being good citizens, whereas now we are actually all but required to stay at home. And so obviously we are recording remotely again this week. Um, How how often have you actually left your house in the Um, past week? Have you left at all? Yeah, I've left once a day uh to do exercise so a run or a walk um and that is it yeah fair enough i'm considered a key worker so i've actually been going to work this week and uh you know potentially coming home to infect my entire family yes (laughs) not of you (laughs) but um Needs must at the end of the day. And uh, the podcast rolls on, Josh. Nothing stops the podcast train from uh, chugging along here. Yeah, you lucky, lucky um, people. We're going to try and avoid coronavirus talk. I guess the last few weeks we've talked about the impact of the coronavirus on the theme parks. This week we're going to rewind a little bit. And there was actually some pretty big news news. Uh, I think the week or just a few days before all the theme parks started to shut, there was some quite big news out of Disneyland, California, about their upcoming Avengers campus, which we'd heard kind of little bits about over the last few weeks and months. Uh, But there was a bit of an info dump because they invited some press and some YouTubers and stuff along to see a lot of what was going on. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk through that today. Uh, the only thing I'll mention, just some sort of uh, uh, house cleaning, I guess. Is that the right phrase? on Housekeeping. For? I think so. Housekeeping. That's that's it. Uh, in terms of coronavirus updates, just to say that uh, Disney uh, have extended their closures indefinitely in Florida and California. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Bush Gardens and SeaWorld have done the same in Florida. SeaWorld has made up a load of
1: people uh, as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're not going to get paid or uh, uh, insurance or anything like that, which is a real shame.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Um, Plenty of other theme parks have extended their closures as well. Most of them haven't put dates on it, which I think is sensible. I always thought it was a little bit weird how they'd said, oh, we hope to be back in April as if... How how can anyone say with any certainty when things are going to be back to normal? Uh, Universal, though, has attempted to put another date on it they've extended their closure but have said oh we're gonna look to reopen or at least reevaluate on the 18th of april and they've said that all staff i think part-time included will get paid at least up until that date so uh better than just laying a load of people off i guess but still an uncertain time for uh i guess that, that the part-time staff at the theme parks yeah sure is but In slightly more positive news, Tokyo Disney reckons it could reopen on the 20th of April. Oh, sweet. So that seems ambitious as well, to be honest, because Japan, it seems like after maybe a few weeks of feeling like they'd started to get it under control, have had another sort of spike in the last week. So I'm not sure. I would put all theme park trips, no matter where you live in the world, kind of uh, take take those fans off the table for now. Unless you're in Singapore, I guess, then uh, you can still go to Universal. Yeah. But other than that, probably not happening. No. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll just dive straight in now to uh, some Avengers Campus news. Oh, uh, yeah. so This is Disneyland, California. We've spoken a bit about it previously in terms of the Spider-Man ride that Disney has uh, been working on, the fact that it was going to be like an interactive uh, Men in Black Midway Mania style, uh, shoot 'em up ride essentially. Uh, so we've got some more details on that, as well as kind of the land more generally, and the kind of entertainment and characters that will be uh, around in the land. And most excitingly, for me at least, one of the dining options, which is uh, Ant Man themed, and looks oh yeah, kind of amazing. <laughs> does look cool. Uh, I have to say, it does look cool. I, I, should we just talk about the Ant Man food first? I feel like that is. <laughs> Yeah, go on. that's the thing. That's the thing I'm most excited about. So it's called Pym Test Kitchen, and what they're doing to uh, make it Ant Man. Essentially, uh, the 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 backstory to the menu is that experiments on food have gone wrong, and so you end up with courses uh, that are, for example, a chicken burger which has an enormous piece of chicken or a relatively enormous piece of chicken uh sandwiched between teensy wincy buns (laughs) Uh, which seems pretty great to me i assume you've seen the pictures josh yes what do you what do you make of it i think it's uh ridiculous
1: but also awesome all at the same time Um, yeah it's such a crazy uh theme but i think it's it's great
0: yeah, there are some really good pictures and concept art as well of the restaurant in general. Uh, they're going to have a conveyor belt of pretzels, which is, that's just sounds uh, absolutely that. delightful. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, a conveyor belt of pretzels. That's like a dream of um, mine. Which, yeah, which, which becomes super sized buy the pin particles and get um, sold with a side of beer cheese. I don't really know what beer cheese is, do you? I mean, Uh, you're something of a cheese expert. You were telling me all about this very specific type of cheese a few weeks ago that then, somewhat bizarrely, having never heard about it in my life, I was then um, told about it by you, and then mere hours after that, it was Uh, in a film that we saw. Gruyere cheese. What was the film? It was Bloodshot, right? The, the Gruyere cheese. Yes, what? yeah. It <laughs> was, was the, randomly mentioned. The last like, film this we'll is ever just... see cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I hear Sony are going to put Bloodshot out on home release early. So, oh, well, I'll definitely watch uh, it again. Uh, what a relief. If you're struggling for ways to get through the lockdown wherever you live, Bloodshot will get you through the lockdown a lot quicker because mm-hmm. you're probably just kill yourself before it's over uh but yeah beer cheese josh were you about to explain what that is uh basically it's it's cheese infused with beer okay i I probably
1: could have guessed that Yeah, it's not particularly advanced
0: (laughs) have you ever tried it um i can't say i have no oh less yeah um but yeah, the the chicken burger is definitely the thing that caught my eye. Uh, it can be served in a too tiny bun, which is uh, delightful. Very delightful. For catch a for catch a, focaccia, uh, a sandwich, Ooh. you can also get, but it is served up like a massive pizza. So <laughs> it's like it's designed for sharing, that which is great. also pretty great yeah um there are hugely uh long candy bars um this sounds ridiculous there's a peanut butter bacon banana sandwich
1: peanut which, butter bacon s- banana sandwich
0: there's a lot going on there but when you slow down and break it down and think about it that does actually sound pretty good to me that's that's it's actually a pretty good combination actually if you if you think yeah. about it because I must admit, until only a few years ago, and this sounds crazy to say now, but even the concept of mixing pancakes and syrup with bacon and other sort of savoury breakfast items was really weird to me. Really? Uh, I did, yeah, I didn't get it. And then we finally went to our first Denny's. Oh, yeah. This probably would have been about five or six years ago. And I thought, you know what, let's try this then. This seems weird, but I'll give it a go. And my eyes were opened and it's, I just feel like I wasted like 18 years <laughs> of my life not eating pancakes and bacon. You, S- you, certainly when you get ahead uh, of me on that front.
1: It's only when you get American-style crispy bacon – Um I, I must
0: admit, I, I actually prefer pancakes with the British style uh, baby oh, really? bat bacon. Oh. Yeah, I don't love crispy bacon to be honest. Um, I, 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 I I like the crunch because it, then it uh, adds variation to the pancakes. That's that's a fair comment. And to be fair, you probably are. You have a slightly more advanced uh, culinary repertoire <laughs> and taste palette than I do after your your baking triumph a few weeks ago. Oh, indeed. Which. Which I'm trying to do as, again, but trying to get hold of eggs is
1: incredibly tough.
0: Yes, my mum was saying, actually, that um, she's obviously doing lots of baking to get through the lockdown. And I do believe eggs are something of a becoming a bit of a delicacy at the moment. I sure are. But I can think of no... I mean, I think as it stands, and who knows when we'll next be able to do a podcast in the studio. Ooh. But Our last studio recording for the foreseeable will be the cookie episode. Oh, Which I think was a a pretty good way to go out, all things considered. Yeah, going to bow out. That's that's the way. Yeah. Um, Another item on this menu, just a a sign of the times we live in now, Josh. You will be able to get a plant-based impossible meatball... Served in an enormous
1: spoon. (laughs) Obviously, uh, Impossible, uh, the beef uh, replacement of choice now at all Disney parks.
0: Yes, and um, I'm really curious to try it, actually. This is not wanting to plug a a rival podcast, Josh, but uh the verge obviously the tech site do uh one of their podcasts they sort of interview a um an interesting figure from the world of science and tech uh, every think- week and um last week or i guess yeah. As, as you listen to this, it probably would have been last week. So if you're interested in going back to listen to it, they they talked to the CEO of Impossible Foods. And I was a bit ignorant to Impossible Foods because I've had like vegan burgers and, and stuff like that, you know, like vegetarian, vegan versions of established yeah, well, dishes. Uh, as but we know, you had never, a, a vegan steak bakery. This is true, but you would never mistake any of it for an actual burger, you know what I mean? Like a vegan burger that's made of maybe chickpeas or beetroot or whatever it might be. You'd ne- yeah. As nice as it might be, you'd never actually mistake it for a beef burger. No. Whereas apparently the whole point of the Impossible Burger is that it actually is very reminiscent of an actual beef burger. Yeah,
1: it's, it's kind of one of them things where it's about it's not only about providing uh, an option for vegetarians or vegans but also trying to move meat eaters off of meat and onto uh, more sustainable options
0: yeah so I'm actually really curious once all this is over to try it because you can get them at Burger King right in the UK yes Uh, even though but again they're not vegan
1: because uh, or necessarily vegetarian because they're cooked on the same uh, top in the UK at least Um, Right. So this cooked on the same one as the regular burgers. So you, you there's a cross contamination there.
0: That seems slightly nonsensical.
1: Well, it's it's to give it the uh, traditional uh, Burger King uh, flame grilled taste. I think is the point. Um, And you know, a lot of these Burger Kings are built on quite small uh, plots of land. So putting in a completely new grill just for one burger is kind of
0: nonsensical. I guess uh, another part of the uh the PIM test kitchen i think you'll be into we obviously know about from galaxy's edge those special uh branded uh coke grenades oh yeah i really <laughs> so, want one of them yeah same uh i would have been i would have been able to get my hands on one josh oh. in just a few short weeks <laughs> Alas, although uh, I can't remember if I said this. Well, last week when we were doing the podcast, we were talking about ways in which you can sort of um, get over your uh, theme park withdrawal symptoms during this whole period. And one of the uh, things we mentioned as a potential way to do that was to uh, start looking ahead to, you know, planning a trip potentially for when this is all over. So yeah, even though that might seem like it's a long way out, it might be a nice way getting through it, giving yourself something to look forward to. And uh, ours, our, our rearranged trip has already been penciled in for pretty much uh, the same time next year. Oh, anniversary. The, yeah, uh, yeah so, uh, exactly. So it will probably be more chaotic then it's going to be interesting to see how quickly people try to resume their normal lives especially when it comes to travel when the, this is all over will there be a period where everyone is still a bit nervous to travel or will everyone like flock to airports like psychopaths desperate for a holiday oh, I'm not, not quite sure you reckon it will be that way around here yeah right uh um but yeah the the lady who owns the house that we booked um, was more than happy to just be like, "How you know, should we just shift the booking literally a year ahead with a, a few days either end in case it shifts slightly? And as far as I understand it, it will basically make the holiday when it does come around next year feel a little bit cheaper because you would have already paid for the house like a year prior. That oh, yeah, sense. true, yeah. So, yeah, it might all of a sudden feel like... So that's S- something to look forward costs. to, although that's only a year away. And to be honest... <laughs> There are mixed messages about how long the coronavirus is going to last, and a year might actually not be long enough. But uh, yes, we'll get there when we get there, I guess. We'll um, get there when we but get there. the reason I brought up the Coke bottles at Galaxy's Edge is because you're going to be able to get uh, a six pack of uh, overly sized uh, soda cans in the in the Pim Test Kitchen. Oh, excellent! Uh, which will presumably be Coke. Uh, uh, yes, as, almost certainly. It's the partnership between Disney and Coke. Um, there's also going to be a, a bar where you can get uh, various cocktails and and beers and snacks, which presumably will also be stupidly sized, either way uh, too big, yeah, or they way have, too small. Um, pint-sized
1: pints, which is a beer flight with four mini beer steins on an oversized ruler. Cool. yeah. Um, so that's kind of the the size kind of one, but then the other ones are obviously just kind of cocktails. Um, for example, uh, Particle Fizz, which is an endless summer hard seltzer with cherry-flavored pearls, or, um, or the, uh, the the Honey Buzz, an Elysian Space Dust IPA, Plymouth gin, lemon juice, and honey syrup with an edible
0: straw. That sounds extremely sweet. It does. That sounds like a one-way trip to diabetes. Yeah, the 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 IPA is is the the
1: thing that's throwing me out there. Like uh, to have an IPA with gin in and then lemon juice and honey is
0: kind of kind of mad. But, yeah, that's that's the, the Pym Test Kitchen. I'm pretty intrigued. Uh, I'm, I'm not – I think I've said on the podcast before, we're not generally sort of massive foodies at the theme parks. We sort of – we get our, um, our pastries and, and whatnot for breakfast, you know, around breakfast time, and that's kind of it. We don't really go in the – the, the sort of fancier well not fancier but the the kind of you know the more restauranty settings we never really go into those to be honest but I might yeah this this is the kind of thing that I feel like I would have to try uh, yeah, although same. obviously it's uh, it's California not not Florida at the moment for this stuff it's going to be incredibly um, busy as well like certainly when it first opens I would, I would imagine so yeah. Uh, away from the, the Pym Test Kitchen there will also be uh, some other food options the one that obviously catches my eye is that yes uh, you will be able to get uh, shawarma just as the Avengers did uh, at the end of the first Avengers movie of course so uh, yeah there's that uh moving on uh, speaking of the avengers uh obviously with this being avengers campus there will be plenty of avengers walking around and i'm pretty encouraged by this stuff because i think one of the criticisms maybe of galaxy's edges that there's not maybe enough live entertainment around I, I feel like that's got a little bit better over time people seem to really like how like ray and chewie and kylo ren and captain phasma and stormtroopers and stuff sort of wander around uh, yeah it's almost uh, like s- sticking
1: the uh uh, characters behind a closed wall uh, where you have to queue for four hours is ridiculous and no one actually likes doing that.
0: No, that is that is bad. Especially because, but just sort of anecdotally, you see people on Twitter and, and whatnot kind of complaining that the characters are almost too in character when you go to the dedicated meet and greets. Like, I can kind of understand it when they're walking around the land. There might be something kind of charming about them being way too in character yeah you like the idea of captain phasma or kylo ren marching through galaxy's Edge itself and you know just treating everyone with complete disdain is kind of funny to me but i feel like if you queue for three hours to meet darth vader and then he refuses to act like a clown and take a silly selfie with you because hey i'm darth vader i wouldn't do something like that that's kind of lame i feel like if you've queued three hours for a photo (laughs) they should indulge you yeah um yeah
1: I guess the the argument against that is obviously Disney doesn't want to uh, ruin the illusion of these characters, right? So technically, it's all one big stage. Uh, once you're uh, once you I cross guess. that threshold, and everyone is, I
0: guess, is playing a character. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they can't really make that argument with the Avengers Campus. I don't know if they're. <laughs> If there's a time frame on this, like is this set at a particular period? But you've obviously got characters walking around who, spoilers for Avengers Endgame, are dead. No. Yeah, like Black Widow and I think the Vision and people like that. So uh, there, there is that. And so yes, if if they try and pull the uh, wait, Black Widow's the, dead. The Black Widow's dead, Josh. Yeah, Bam. I'm sorry to say this. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping they just put that movie on Disney Plus. I don't think they're going to do it, but. I feel like imagine how many people.
1: Do you uh, you reckon a lot of people would subscribe to Disney Plus to watch that film?
0: I feel like yes, Um, yes, I think they would, Uh, and then I don't know if they would be. I don't know because it would be like such a new release that has bypassed the cinema. Would they maybe even do something like okay, not only do you have to subscribe to Disney Plus, but you also have to pay addition an additional fee to watch Black Widow? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess they could do that. I know onwards going on Disney Plus very very shortly, and is that, that only will just in the be US on there. Is that everywhere? I think that's everywhere. It, maybe it'll come to the US first. I don't know. I, I was under the impression it's everywhere because obviously everyone has you know got the same issue when it comes to the cinemas being closed. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure. Um, but maybe. There are some weird things about Disney Plus in the UK. Like we're getting screwed over with the release of the Mandalorian. Like they're putting that out weekly or at least not every um they're not they haven't put that all in one go no it's, it's uh, two episodes
1: at first right and then everyone every after that it's well
0: episode episode three is, is on there already i noticed when i was looking uh last night oh, okay. so maybe it's not quite weekly but it's obviously not all on there uh, well and I, I, yeah uh, so when they released it in america the first
1: episode went out on release day and then this next episode went out on the friday um but then the like the one after that then went out the following friday
0: so then it went to weekly if that makes sense right yeah i guess that makes sense um but i, I maybe i was just missing something but even when i clicked into the imagineering story which i'm hoping to watch this coming week and we'll do maybe a, a review of that when we when i've seen it or well, i know you already have but um when i clicked into that i mean how many episodes of that are there meant to be because i could only see two uh there should be ten all oh, right. Well, yeah. As far as I can see, there definitely weren't ten episodes of the Imagineering story on there. So I'm not quite sure what's I'm going on with sure. that. Again, I might have, I might have just been missing something. But I, I'm sure there were only like two available. I thought I saw ten when I looked the other day. But all uh... oh, right, maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, I could just quickly look now. Well, uh, bear with me. Bear with me. Yeah. I, I'm, Important what... question, Josh. Who is your Disney Plus avatar? Who did you go uh, with? I'm Jack Skellington. Oh, fair. That's a good. That's a solid choice. Um, I went with I went with Chewbacca. On uh,
1: when I, when we went to Disney World last year, uh, or on the uh, My Disney Experience app, my character is um, Zero. Oh yeah. Also from
0: yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm on my iPad and I click go on episodes and there's only two there. Uh, oh, interesting. The happiest place on earth and what would Walt do? What would Walt do? What would Walt do? Don't know. Who could say? Uh, but anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, there are. Only two uh, episodes yeah, so yeah.
0: Uh, are you looking as well? Are you
1: checking? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. Only two episodes. There's a couple of other things on there that I want to watch that are um, Disney related. So you've got One Day at Disney. Um, I mean, One Day at Disney is kind of a catch-all for everything. So you've got uh, – there's some One Day at Disney shorts. You've got The Imagineering Story. Um, and you've got things like assembling a universe which is Marvel related um, you've got like Frank and Ollie which is about Frank and Ollie uh, and then you've also got Disney Insider which is all about uh, different people um, within Disney as a whole so it goes around like the films and the parks and that sort of thing
0: yeah yeah Uh, Obviously, uh, a a small issue in the grand scheme of what's going on, but obviously with the coronavirus having brought to a halt plenty of movie and TV productions, the sort of back half of the year as far as Disney Plus programming is probably in flux at the moment. I know they've sort of stopped production on stuff like the the Winter Soldier, Falcon, Marvel show and the Wanda. one division, I think WandaVision, it's called, yeah. which looked potentially great. So uh, that's that will probably get delayed. I
1: guess Mandalorian
0: season two has been put on hold as well. Yeah, yeah. I've only watched the first episode of that, and I, I did enjoy it. Um, I just really like the sort of I just like the, the the vibe and the aesthetic. It's obviously got that Lone Ranger Western vibe going on, which uh, yeah. I, I I like a lot. And it yeah, it just looks great. I, I love the music as well. Have you
1: seen the behind the, behind the scenes for that?
0: No I haven't. So instead of
1: it being green screen they've got this like super high res screen basically behind them. Ah. Like a theme park. Kind of like a theme park yeah.
0: Nice. Um, And
1: that's how they record everything with this super high res
0: screen behind them. Is there not really any on location filming then?
1: Uh, There is like not not particularly no. Um,
0: Oh weird. Yeah.
1: Like there's some set building obviously but um, nothing on particularly on location.
0: Weird. Back in Walt's day, they would have just gone to space and actually filmed it properly. But yeah, back in George's oh, day exactly. Yeah. Um, oh wait, no, he loves green screen. Well, he didn't always. <laughs> he didn't always uh but yes uh, what we're we talking about uh the the avengers characters yes, that will, will be wandering around and uh, i i there's some pictures out there of of them in costume and as someone who has obviously been going to marvel superhero island at islands of adventurer for years and those costumes as far as i'm aware have not changed at all in 20 years <laughs> and some of them look some of them hold up okay i guess others look like you know, significantly worse than your average cosplayer at this point. Yep. Uh, the costumes that will be at Avengers Campus, for the most part, look a lot better than that. I think the best ones are the ones where, the, and, and there's nothing you can do about this really, but the best ones are the ones where the face of the of the actor is obscured because there will always be this disconnect, obviously, between... The the Thor you see in the movies and and the guy who's pretending to be Thor at Disneyland like it's just always going to look a bit strange yeah sure uh, unless you're going for a very different looking Thor but when it's literally meant to be movie Thor and it's not Chris Hemsworth <laughs> obviously that it's that obviously really that worked. just doesn't really work but the Spider Man for example looks really great the Spider Man outfit as does I think the most impressive ones and again um, there are pictures around of these. Uh, I would recommend uh, sci-fi dot com, as in the the channel, so S Y F Y, as the the place to go. There are some really good write-ups of of all the information and, and the various uh, announcements. And yeah, the Ant Man and the Wasp uh, suits bizarrely somewhat look the best. They look really good, like in terms of uh, closeness to the the movies. They look honestly great. I guess that kind of makes um, sense. They, they're they're not particularly advanced, are they? They're kind of fairly simple. I guess, I guess so. They're they're kind of the closest to sort of looking like action figures out of out of everybody, I suppose. Right. Yeah. But for like the guy who's playing Star Lord and Doctor Strange, uh, the the yeah they they just look really off. Um, Black Widow, Captain Marvel characters like that just don't look right. But Spider Man looks good. Um, and as i say ant-man and the wasp look great uh i think they're probably the standouts and as far as i'm aware they'll all be sort of wandering around the land and interacting with guests and presumably there will be dedicated meet and greets as well but uh, yeah what i about, think um what about Wander? will she be wandering around nice i see what you did there yeah um i i think i think is Scarlet Witch included? I don't know. Uh, some of the examples here in the Sci-Fi Wire article are, in terms of the classic meet and greets, you'll have uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man. Uh, but there'll also, as I say, be people wandering around. And then there'll also be characters who are doing kind of dedicated interactive uh, sort of sessions that you can go and join in with. So uh, Doctor Strange will lead an interactive show teaching you in the mystic arts Makes sense. Uh, And uh, Akoi and her uh, troop from Wakanda will do like training sessions as well, uh, Mm. which is cool. It's pretty cool. So that's kind of like, um, Um, I guess
1: it's kind of like um, what they do uh, outside Star Tours right now at Disney World. uh, With um, You have the Jedi Academy.
0: Oh, yeah. That's still there, is it? Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Right. I guess that could be similar then. Yeah. Um, And much like, you know, recently, I don't know if it's a regular thing or if it was just to celebrate the opening of the Rise of the Resistance, but they did that lightsaber fight at Galaxy's Edge between Rey and Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah. It sounds like there'll be something similar. Uh, going on at Avengers Campus where sort of on top of the main HQ where the Quinjet is, uh, every so often there'll be a fight um, between Taskmaster and Black Widow and various other heroes, Taskmaster being the villain in the upcoming Black Widow film. Oh, okay. I thought uh, so, that was, so that'd uh, be that's cool. a
1: Dave show.
0: <laughs> uh i only know taskmaster from like i think he was in one of the old marvel ultimate alliance games on the ps2 yeah and i guess his, i don't sense. know i don't know if you know his thing but his thing is that he basically studies the fighting styles of the avengers and is able to pretty precisely replicate their fighting styles so basically when and theoretically anyway when black widow comes up against him in the movie it will be as if she's fighting captain america and then black panther and then uh maybe even herself you know that that kind of vibe oh well and like uh, I guess, like so,
1: because he has studied her her move so well he'll know yeah.
0: what she's going to do next yeah so she'll have to outthink uh, herself exactly bit of a cliche but he basically made for the ultimate like video game boss fight like a three stage video game boss fight like first he's like Captain America then he's like Spider-Man and then he's like Iron Man you know That's so much um, sense. So cool yeah uh, and then the final piece of the puzzle in terms of the uh, superheroes out and about in the land is this new type of animatronic uh which will allow spider-man to be leaping around the tops of buildings and seemingly doing all sorts of stuff that you would never see a real person uh doing uh unless they were on a wire and even then you probably wouldn't normally see this kind of thing at a theme park but this thing is incredible it's absolutely mad i think we talked about it before because clips have sort of leaked out I think yeah. Disney put one out officially actually of them testing this new advanced type of animatronic which can basically move in super acrobatic ways really freely it's like leaping and flipping and somersaulting and all sorts Yeah. and it would seem like the first uh, real life application of that tech will be a Spider-Man at Avengers campus who will be f- zipping about the tops of buildings which so sounds cool. awesome to me Yeah. <laughs> Um what well, would you expect that sort of tech to be adopted elsewhere as well in like other parks or rides um i it's hard to say
1: um i think it would be quite interesting tech like to use it in a ride um but I yeah do, uh, i i guess you'd need characters that are similar in sort of movement or think something like that but uh, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it could be quite cool. Um, I could be using something like, uh, I, like, it kind of reminds me of kind of the old cartoons, like how goofy, uh, like the goofy skiing, uh, short. Um, <laughs> this is not where I expected you to go. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fully. But, uh, like, cause obviously he's always crashing and doing like crazy loops and jumps and that sort of thing. So. Um if they could pull it off with something like that that'd be cool, but I don't think they would.
0: Yeah, I hope Spider-Man doesn't crash or miss time a jump and fall to his death. That would probably <laughs> scar children for life. It'll be like that clip that spread round of the <laughs> of the Mrs. Incredible <laughs> falling over. She made her entrance <laughs> and the front of her head falling off. And I could only imagine what the kids watching must oh have thought. God. They probably could yeah. never go back to Disney. And if Spider-Man, if they were sort of gripped by Spider-Man doing these amazing stunts and then all of a sudden one went wrong and he fell to his death, I'd imagine <laughs> that would had a, that would have had a similar impact and they might never want to go back. I guess, <laughs> um, I guess he's going to be doing the swinging like...
1: It's going to be behind, like behind the scenes, sort of thing. So you, you'll see him in the distance, but you won't. You won't be jumping over people because that's dangerous.
0: Uh yeah, I would. I would think that yes, it, health and safety will will dictate uh, how elaborate the performances can be. But uh, on paper, it sounds great. I'm super intrigued to see how it pans out for real. Uh, yeah, it'd be so cool speaking of spider-man um that is as we know going to be the uh the ride it's gonna be a spider-man ride so it'll be interesting to see how it compares to the brilliant spider-man ride at islands of adventure and uh so universal japan as well yeah um so the one very different type of ride at, uh paris
1: is going to be a spider well they're repurposing rock and roller coaster avec aerosmith into uh spider-man right uh, which is a, oh
0: really I th- I thought yeah. that
1: was going to be like an Iron Man coaster oh it might be Iron Man now Um it was
0: uh, yeah you're right
1: it was originally meant to be Spider-Man I think
0: oh yeah 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 we did yeah we did an episode about that they had these really ambitious plans for a Spider-Man coaster that sounded like it was going to incorporate sort, sort of on. animatronics and projections and, yeah. and whatnot and I guess what they've decided to do is what on paper makes more sense which is probably you know skin it to Iron Man uh, play some Iron Maiden and jobs are good. Yes. Uh, I, I kind of hope they still call it Rock and Roller Coaster, Avec Tony Stark or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> avec uh, uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Um, but yes. So what do you make of the, the, the name of this ride? I think it's kind of lame. Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I'll just read you the, the little write-up here uh, on, on sci-fi. So uh, here at the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, uh, you'll notice that, standard, that, that uh, abbreviates to web. Uh, it's an on-campus initiative underwritten by Tony Stark to give young inventors funding for uh, creating new tools. You'll step inside a web-slinger vehicle built to give common folk like us superhero abilities and catch spider-bots that have accidentally begun self-replicating and scattering around. Uh, It's built as a family friendly interactive attraction for all ages. Uh, But the main thing you ought to know is that you'll be slinging webs straight out of your wrists like Spider Man. So rather than holding a little like spider gun, um, you will uh, be doing the Spider Man gesture. And uh, it uses a gesture gesture recognition system that scans your position 60 times per second. And the interface moves so quickly that it's seemingly able to track who and when people are doing the Spider-Man gesture and the webs will appear to fly out of uh, your wrist to shoot the bots That's which is cool. not what I expected this to be I expected cool, you to be getting like an actual web shooter that yeah. you put on like, I, I I didn't necessarily expect a, a, just them to be lazy enough to give you a gun. I, I expected something a little more elaborate. But the fact that it's not even a physical object is crazy. I, I'm really curious how this is going to work. And, yeah, the sort of illusion that they're able to create that it's makes it impressive. look like you're actually shooting webs.
1: But uh, I hope it works out really well, you know. Because it's uh, it's, it's one of them things where it could potentially go awry and then that'd be a real shame.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's some suggestion as well here that the tech could be used around the land itself. So like in the same way in the Wizarding World that you can use your wand to interact with stuff, Uh, you may be encouraged to sort of shoot webs at various other things throughout the campus. That's cool. uh, that could be quite fun, um, yeah. but yeah, the uh, uh, we obviously compared it to sort of Toy Story Mania earlier, and that is cited here. Uh, two-sided vehicles, 3D glasses, uh, no height requirement. It's kind of sounds like it's going to be s- sort of score-based as well, so you'll be able to track how you're doing compared to everyone else in your uh, in your car. And uh, Tom Holland as well will be doing VO. For oh, the ride. sweet uh yeah that is cool um and uh yeah that's the spider-man ride Um Have there is another the merch? ride there is merch yeah you can buy a spider bot yeah uh, um seems like there's a, the webs- like a, a bag as well that comes with a web to put your spider bot into oh right yeah much like the droids right at galaxy's edge you can i assume you can buy a bag for your droid or yes something. yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, it sounds like the bots are very much designed to be put, bought in sort of pairs because sounds like they can sort of battle one another. So if you've yeah. got some kids, they're all going to want one. So it could be a very expensive day out indeed. And it seems like you'll be able to buy some uh, web slingers and some
1: Spidey glasses and uh, an experimental kit as well, like a STEM-related experiment kit. Best of all, though, Josh,
0: exclusive pop figures. Oh, Hell yeah! Can you Hell believe it? Yeah. Um, Tom is all over that. I I haven't bought a pop figure for quite some time. To be fair, I th- I think I got one for Christmas. I got one for Christmas, which I was very I was I was quite enamoured with, but also bummed out by because it's a cool figurine, but it's from the, uh, spy the, the Star Wars movie of which we no longer speak, the unspeakable Star Wars movie. Which,
1: well, well. There's quite a few of them. Uh, you
0: know. <laughs> you know the one, Josh. <laughs> somehow, somehow, Palpatine has returned. Somehow, pop uh, vinyls have returned. Yeah, indeed. Well, they never left, and maybe never will. If if one thing is going to survive the uh, impending apocalypse that we are living through, it is pop figures. <laughs> They're going to be like, like the bobbleheads from Fallout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people out there may remember. Uh previously Disney have talked up a Quinjet attraction as well. Oh yeah. Which will take place in Wakanda. Uh that is seemingly further off that. I don't know if that's going to be like a rise of the resistance situation where it's you know, relatively soon after opening, but still, you know, maybe six months later or something like that, or whether or not that is way further off. It sounds like the latter. Right, yeah. Um uh, and obviously that you-
1: sounds potentially cool with all of this um, uproar and uh, the situation that we're in, uh, a lot of this stuff is going to be coming later than expected anyway because a lot of the construction work has basically been stopped now. um, And because of that, you know, costs are hit and then therefore some stuff might take a knock.
0: Yeah. I mean, just on that point about construction at the parks, uh, uh, from what... um People have been saying, notably uh, the Park Stop uh, podcast, um, work has continued at Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure. Maybe not on quite the same scale, but people have still been working there on the upcoming coaster. So I don't know whether or not the, the fact that the park is shut would maybe, and if they continue to work on it, would that speed up construction if they're... If they are, you know, if the park is shut, I don't know if that makes it any, any difference or not to how quickly they can move on that or, you know, uh, well, it then- certainly
1: would, but um, obviously they have to work in smaller numbers now. So it's, you know, there's a yeah. balancing act there. Um, I know a lot of the Disney stuff has stopped completely now because they just didn't, it didn't seem like worth it.
0: Yeah, and I know this is an unprecedented situation and theme parks really don't matter in the grand scheme of things, but at the same time, it does seem kind of unthinkable that certainly the renovations to future world at Epcot, uh, it it seems unthinkable that that wouldn't be finished for the 50th anniversary. Like the idea of Epcot still being a total mess for the 50th seems just like bonkers. I mean, would they just keep Epcot shut at that point? I feel like... They probably should, yeah, I guess so, um I guess the so the Epcot
1: has its own anniversary the year after, I think right, so um, or twenty twenty three maybe something like that,
0: so it's kind of up in the air, I guess on that front, yeah, I mean Disney will uh, Disney are quite sort of far down the road on quite a number of projects i'm just talking about florida here but you know the guardians of the galaxy coaster it seems like it's pretty far down the track ratatouille also at epcot pretty far down the track uh, tron at magic kingdom i think as well i think the only and you know they've obviously made a, a solid start on future world i think the only things that have kind of been relatively recently announced that maybe they haven't started on at all would be something like the the Mary Poppins renovation to the London area of Epcot, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I think if they haven't started on something and uh, or have made very little progress, I think there's a very good chance that that kind of work might just be scrapped. Um, yeah, I mean, Mary Poppins was has been downscaled heavily anyway. Um, right, yeah. But yeah, that uh, might uh,
1: be scrapped completely now
0: clearly stuff that has been you know that they've already put a lot of work into will will get finished eventually you know guardians of the galaxy for example they're not just going to call that they will finish that no matter how long it takes but yeah something that has barely started or not started at all i think there's a very good chance just uh, is 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 scrapped i mean someone um on another uh, one of the other thing podcasts I listened to, I can't remember which one it was now, so apologies, but um, they mentioned the fact that, to be fair, Disney have form for even announcing stuff and then not even starting it and then scrapping it. That they were meant to be making like a new, um, was it like a, a stage show on Main Street or something like that? Um, yeah, um, where the theatre was, right? Yeah, and that got scrapped. Yeah. Despite them announcing it and putting out concept art, so it's not inconceivable that that happens. But it seems rare. Um, there was even oh, it was it was the Diz Insider podcast, the Diz Unplugged. Sorry, uh, which also, and I think this is you know I don't know how wide I am assuming this is widely known information to kind of Think Park nerds. I I didn't know about it. But apparently, before nine eleven happened, there were serious there was a serious expectation at disney we were going to announce a fifth gate for Walt disney world and yes. then after that obviously they uh, they dropped that plan but because it was never publicly announced um it you know it wasn't a, it wasn't like they were backtracking on something it was just an internal decision to drop it but so who knows if there are projects they've been working on f- for however long that they haven't publicly announced yet that might get dropped that we might never find out about or only find out about years later when, you know, some inside information comes out. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird times, but, um, yeah, that's Avengers campus. I think it sounds to be fair, pretty cool. I was quite cynical about it initially because, you know, you know, doing their own Spider-Man ride. We've already got great Spider-Man rides elsewhere. You know, can't you come up with something else? Um, this is it's going to be re- the
1: the big one as well, right? So the, the, California is going to be the big Marvel uh, experience that Disney puts on.
0: Yeah, and it's at California Adventure, not the main Disneyland park. Uh, it's also coming to Paris, as we said, and Hong Kong. Uh, I don't know what the timescale on those are exactly. Uh, again, in Paris, it will be at the Studios Park and not the main Disneyland park. Yeah, um, uh, work's already started on that, so... um yeah. yeah. It's hard to say, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued actually, and um, I, I would I'd be keen to check it out when it opens in California. I'd be keen to eventually make my first visit there.
1: I, I really like um, uh,
0: California. Um, I think it's a really good fun uh, park. Nice. Of parks. cool, uh, but that'll do it for this week. I think. Um, as i say uh w- what i was hoping to do for next week is uh is re is, is watch the imagineering story and do a sort of review episode but uh, if that is not all out here yet we-, we might have to put that on the back burner and, and wait and see um but yeah that, that'll do it. Lockdown continues here. Hopefully everyone is keeping safe and well. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on the Instagrams and the Twitters, although not a lot going on on <laughs> <Aren't laughs> yeah. either of those, to be no. honest. Uh, it's at Park Crush Podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show on your podcasting app of choice or find every episode at parkrush.com. Uh Until next week, uh, as I say, stay safe, stay indoors. And take it easy. (whistles) Goodbye.